Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I just want to start off the podcast by first explaining that I'm recording this episode from my phone because my laptop is literally just so old and I'm getting really frustrated at this point because every time I go to record stuff, I'll be like recording and then it freezes and then I try to log back in and then I lose everything that I recorded even though I've, I'm usually really good about trying to save all my work, um, but... Lately, I'm just frustrated because I've, this is my third time recording this podcast episode, and I'm just tired of having to restart my computer and losing projects and having to redo all this stuff over and over again, which is also why last week I not only posted an episode late, but I posted a episode that I wasn't really planning on sharing with you guys, but I figured it would be helpful anyways, and I honestly, I just shared it because I'm really trying to stay in integrity and integrity is actually my word for 2021. Um, it's something that I really just feel like I need to focus on and especially like doing what I'm doing, being on this platform and sharing all this stuff with you guys. Um, I'm just really trying to make good on my word and to do what I'm, what I say I'm going to do. So last week was kind of a mess because I had recorded this whole episode about the astrology of 2021 and just major things that we can kind of look forward to or just notice and I recorded all this stuff. I pulled oracle cards for you guys and I lost all of it so I was really frustrated and so I ended up just sharing a different episode um, that week instead and hopefully it was still helpful and beneficial to you guys but yeah this is kind of just where I'm at. Hopefully I'll get a new computer soon so I can keep putting out you know all this stuff for you guys because I love doing this and it's just you know, it's frustrating because this podcast is literally like, this is my baby. This is my creative thing that I do. It's like, you know, I put all my creative energy into this podcast and to put so much work and time and energy into something and then to lose it is just really, really frustrating. So that is where I'm at right now. Um, Again, I'm sorry if the quality on this episode is not as great as it usually is, but I'm recording from my phone because, again, I'm trying to stay in integrity, and I said I was going to post episodes on Wednesdays, so we're going to post an episode on Wednesday. This is just, you know, I didn't say every episode was going to be perfect, so, um, yeah, so this is what we're working with for now. So, basically, um, just to kind of get into this week's podcast episode, as some of you know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, most of you know that... When it comes to astrology, my bread and butter is doing natal chart readings. I love natal chart readings. That's what I do. It's what I've spent 10 years studying in depth. It's what I'm really good at. And I'm just now really starting to dip my toes into the um, predictive astrology stuff. Um, I'm just now like reading books and really trying to get myself to actually learn predictive astrology. Um, And with that being said, I would not consider myself a predictive astrology master at this point. So to help me with this podcast episode, I actually have Llewellyn's uh, 2021 Daily Planetary Guide. This is a really cool little book um, that just has like all the transits and major things coming up in this year. And it's also like a planner. So like you can go to a part of this book and see every single day of the month and then it'll tell you like all the transits that are happening and you can use it as like an everyday planner for yourself. But I just like it to stay up to date on planetary transits and to see what's going on. 
hopefully, eventually I'll learn a different way to do it, but this is what I'm working with. And with that being said, um, this book is written by Paula Bellumini. Bellumini? I don't think I'm saying that right, but she wrote the part of the book that's all about the best opportunity periods. I'm not really going to be covering that in this episode, but because she's listed as an author of this book, I just wanted to throw it out there and give her some credit anyway. And then the forecast, which is, this is the stuff that I will be referencing. Um, the forecasts that I'll be referencing were written by Michelle Perrin, so I just want to give her some credit for that. And obviously, here and there, I will throw in my own interpretations and stuff, but I will, you know, let you guys know what's mine and what isn't. But just know that all the transits that I am talking about, I got from this book. And most of the insights are from Michelle Perrin. So, yeah, let's get into this week's episode. Um, this episode's going to be kind of divvied into, like, three or four different parts. So there's three major astrological things that are going to be going on that I'm going to talk about. And then at the end, I really want to do like a little um, card poll for you guys and just kind of get an idea of what we can expect from the year ahead um, using the Moonology Oracle deck, which guys, I got this Oracle deck um, a couple months ago, like probably in like November, maybe. I don't remember, but um, I got it a while ago when it was on sale and I love this deck so much. Like as someone who uses the cards as um, a tool to connect with my intuition. Um, I just love the Moonology Oracle deck because it's like it's all based on the moon phases and the zodiac signs and I just resonate with it so much. And because I resonate with it so much, um, I find them just really easy for me, for me to read. And there's some timing stuff in there and I just, I love it. So if you guys are really into astrology like I am, which I assume you are if you listen to this podcast, and if you like reading cards, then I highly recommend getting the Moonology Oracle deck. And again, this isn't like sponsored or anything. I just, I just really love this deck. So check it out. Tell me what you think. Let me know on Instagram if you guys end up getting it. I would love to hear from you guys. And yeah, let's get into the astrology of 2021 and figure out what the heck is going on this year. I know 2020, 2020 was really rough for all of us because there were a lot of, you know, just major changes and things that were kind of going on. And I'm just going to say it now, based on everything that I've, like all my notes and what I've read and what I've written, I don't think that 2021 is really going to be good or bad. It's just going to be like most years. Like there's going to be good things that happen and there's going to be not so good things that happen. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, based on your perspective and how you view things and how you choose to react to things. And it was funny. I actually noticed that when I was looking through my phone and I was looking through pictures of everything that I've done this year in 2020 or last year in 2020, um, it's cool because I feel like someday way in the future and hopefully all of this stuff is behind us, I don't think I'm always going to look back at these pictures and I'm going to think like, oh yeah, and the pandemic was happening um, because there's so much life happening aside from that that it just wasn't really the main focus. And if I'm being honest, like I only personally, not to say that like I, I don't acknowledge what's going on or that I'm ignoring what's going on. But it's just interesting because I feel like I only really noticed everything that was going on when, like, I had to go somewhere or be somewhere. And I have a lot of cancer in my chart, so I already kind of like being home a lot anyway. So, um, for me personally, I just, I didn't notice all this stuff as much. I mean, obviously, like, yes, when it happened, 
you know, I noticed that there was a lot of changes that need to be made, especially when I was at work and doing all this stuff. But um, like I said, I just, I don't look back on 2020 and, you know, the major focus of that was like, oh yeah, and this is going on. Like, I'm hoping someday I'll actually forget 2020 and like all those stuff that's happened and, you know, I can actually look back on and be like, oh yeah, like that was the year I quit my job and I went all in on my business and I sold a lot of readings that year and, you know, all this growth and transformation happened and I overcame this thing. Like, that is my ultimate goal. But anyways, I am getting way off track and we're going to talk about the astrology of 2021. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is there are three outer planets in their ruling sign this year. So we have Neptune and Pisces, which um, Neptune has been in Pisces since 2011. So it's been a while because Neptune is a very slow moving planet. Then we have Saturn in Aquarius and Jupiter in Pisces. So yeah, we got a lot going on with this. Um, you know, we have a lot of mutable energy and then we have that Aquarian fixed energy and so, yeah, let's just break it down a little bit. So, Michelle Perrin writes in this book that, um, in, in Llewellyn's Daily Planetary Guide, that uh, Neptune in Pisces, since this has been happening, which, again, is, this goes back to 2011, and she writes that there has been a huge emphasis on social justice since this all started, and that it, it almost gets taken to a bit of an extreme at times, and it's interesting because Neptune is all about the rose-colored glasses, and it's all about dreams and delusions and just sometimes it's about like just not seeing things very clearly. And so there's kind of been this energy of like, you know, with social justice and everything, like how, how far is too far? Or how much is too much? Like where, where's the line here? And I think with this placement, we've all kind of been struggling to see that, like, you know, what's really okay and what's really not okay. So I find that to be really interesting. And then, um, we also have this like new, as Michelle Perrin writes, this new quote-unquote, like, woke culture. So we have this culture of people who are just really waking up to all the injustices in the world, and we're seeing that people are talking about, you know, privilege and, um, you know, what that looks like, and we're focusing on, you know, being a little more PC and um, being more conscious of the words that we use and how we talk to other people and our behavior and just the way we treat others. So again, this is kind of a double-sided coin because obviously on some level, this is a very good thing. But again, it goes back to that, that thing I was just talking about where, you know, it's like, what's the extreme and, you know, how much is too much? And, you know, there's, there's a lot of confusion around the boundaries of it all, I think. Um, but the good thing is, um, and again, not to say that everything I wasn't talking about what wasn't good, but um, it's interesting because with Neptune being in its ruling sign, um, or, yeah, Pisces being in its ruling planet, or, oh, gosh, my words are all twisted up now. But anyways, with Neptune being in Pisces, um, there's really just this big emphasis on not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings. Like, we have this whole generation of people where we're just really working on, like, trying to not hurt anybody like we want to respect other people and you know their identity and their boundaries like there's a huge emphasis on this which is really really good and I think really important because before Neptune and Pisces I think there was a lot of neglect in this area so it's it's really good that we're all sort of have been for the last like almost 10 years um or 10 years actually just waking up to this culture of like trying to be really careful about how we speak to other people and how we act and all this other stuff 
So that's Neptune and Pisces. We also have Saturn and Aquarius, which last time Saturn was in Aquarius, according to Michelle Perrin in Llewellyn's Planetary Guide, um, the last time Saturn was in Aquarius was back in 1991, and that's when the web browser came out. And um, there was this whole thing about, like, you know, publicly accessed internet. And so there's, like, all this big innovation with, um, with you know, technology. Like, there was all this new stuff coming out. So she was writing that there could be some big, t- big changes happening um, in terms of this with Saturn and Aquarius, um, especially when it comes to technology, which I think we're already kind of seeing some new things come out with the pandemic happening. Like there's a lot of things that are being changed and readjusted. Um, so yeah, that's something to really keep an eye out for. And then we have Jupiter and Pisces and this really puts an emphasis on things like religious dogma, judgment, right and wrong thinking, um, And I don't remember if this was from the book or if this was a note I made for myself, but I have written down here in my notes that hopefully Jupiter, actually I think it was from the book, um, but it says hopefully Jupiter's optimism will sort of soothe the confusion of Neptune. So hopefully with Neptune and Jupiter both being in Pisces, this will sort of start to soothe and like just get rid of like all that confusion about like, you know, what's the limit, what's okay, especially when it comes to social justice and with this placement like we're just going to see kind of like a more heightened energy of people like pointing fingers and like again this could really lead to religious dogma it could also lead to maybe an end of religious dogma but there is going to be a little bit more judgment in this like whole idea of like right and wrong thinking so that is the first thing we're going to talk about and then the second thing i wanted to go over is where is it here Um, There's also going to be a big focus on fixed signs this year because we have Saturn and we have Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius. And if you guys remember, we had the great conjunction happening and everyone was talking about that in mid-December in 2020. So we have both Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius. And then we also have Uranus and Taurus, which Uranus has already been in Taurus for quite some time. Um... And with Uranus and Saturn, there will be this tight orb. They, they, actually, let me rephrase that. Uranus and Saturn will be in a tight orb for most of 2021. And according to Michelle Perrin, this will get triggered over and over again by lunar transits. This will create a T-square whenever the moon passes through Leo or Scorpio. And if you guys don't know T-squares, they're a type of, um, aspect pattern in astrology. I actually have a lot of these in my chart. And they're a type of aspect pattern where um, they cause a lot of stress and tension, but it's not always really a bad thing because it kind of helps to propel you forward. Um, I actually read something once about how people with a lot of T-squares in their natal chart tend to be a bit more successful because they have to do all this hard work to get to their goals. And they're, they're kind of like how do I put it? It's like a pressure cooker almost with T-squares. Like, it's like all this tension until it, like, pops and then you finally get to the end result. And, um, yeah, they say that people with a lot of T-squares tend to be a little bit... Actually, I don't even know if I want to say more successful, but it's almost like things tend to stick more with people who have T-squares in their chart because, like, it's not like someone who has a lot of trines in their chart where... Um, trines in astrology actually, like, eliminate, like, all obstacles, so things happen a lot more rapidly and easier for, for people with, um, trines in their chart, 
And this can obviously be a good thing, but I've read that sometimes when people have a lot of trines in their chart, they actually tend to be a bit more lazy because they just don't have to work as hard to get what they want. But the interesting about trines, though, is even though it's like things moving faster, it's like those things could either be good or bad. So it's it's a little bit mutable in that way. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so if you guys don't know what T-squares are, that's what they are. They're just, they're a type of aspect pattern that just causes a lot of tension, but can sometimes, I think, just have a really good outcome because you have to do all that work to get to the end of it. So, yeah, so Michelle Perrin writes that, like, this is going to be triggered over and over again based on whether or not the moon passes through Leo or Scorpio, um, and it will eventually because the moon cycles so much and it goes through all the signs every year. So that'll definitely happen, and I'm curious to see what what sort of things are going to occur when that does happen, so I think that'll be really interesting. But some other notes with this energy, um, a lot of this stuff is stuff that Michelle Perrin writes in the book, and she says that there's going to be, like, more power struggles, focus more on the collective, so rather than focusing on the individual, we're going to see a higher focus on the collective, and there's just going to be this sort of, like, dynamic shift or power shift um, in that sense, which, again, that I feel like that could play out in so many different ways with that with that shift on, on the collective, especially with everything going on right now. Um, so things are going to be less about that, uh, less, less about the individual, more about the collective. So, yeah, that'll just be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, there's also going to be a lot of resistance to new changes because fixed signs, it's a very stubborn energy because they're fixed, right? Like they're unwavering, like this is how it is. Sometimes they're very black and white. And with this energy, like we might see a lot of people being resistant to new changes, um, which we already kind of saw a little bit of that back in 2021. So keep, keep that in mind. Um, with just all the new stuff going on with the pandemic, um, and who knows what other changes are going to come up for this year. So, we have all that going on, and then we are also going to see, like, a fight for dominance, like, people are going to be kind of trying to dominate each other, um, that's something that was written in this book, and she also writes that we're going to see a lot of control freaks sort of, like, coming out of the woodwork, so people might have more controlling tendencies in 2021, um, and then we might also see, like, more demands being made, like, people demanding that other people do stuff, and lastly, there was, um, some stuff she wrote about it being difficult for people to speak up, and I think that's tied into what she wrote about there being more of a focus on the collective rather than the individual, so because we're focusing so much on the collective, it may be a lot harder for individual people to actually speak up on things and issues that are bothering them, which this actually really kind of concerns me, you guys, because I think everyone should have a right to, you know, say what they feel and think and have their own opinions and put it out there if they want to. And just seeing that this type of energy is coming up is, to me, is a little worrisome, but, um, I don't remember if I mentioned this already because I've recorded this podcast three times, but I just want to put it out there that even though, like, some of the stuff I'm saying may sound, you know, quote-unquote bad, um, I don't really think that 2021 is going to be inherently good or bad. It's just going to be like every other year where, um, you know, good stuff is going to happen and bad stuff is going to happen, and that's just part of life because, as I am constantly saying on this podcast, we have duality and it's just in everything, so... 
Like, nothing is all good or all bad, and I don't think 2021 is going to be all good or all bad. Um, the good news is I think there's going to be a lot of adjustment, so that's good. But anyways, moving on, that is that section of this podcast. The next thing we're going to cover are... Um, or is, the Saturn and Uranus squares. This is going to be happening three times this year. So the first one is going to be happening February 17th, 2021. The second one will be June 14th of this year. And then the last one's actually happening on Christmas Eve, December 24th. So that will be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, we have Saturn and Aquarius and Taurus and Uranus. And I have a little note written here, and this is my own personal thoughts, and I just feel like with these squares, we're almost going to see, like, how do I put it, like, less freedom in a way, because we have Taurus and Uranus, and Uranus does not really like being in the sign of Taurus because these are two different energies. Like, Uranus is all about innovation and independence and new ideas and, like, just being your own person and, like, being on your own and not really giving an F what anyone thinks. And Taurus is, like, a much more traditional sign, and they're another fixed sign that's very, like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is the way we've always done it, and this is how we're going to continue to do it, blah, blah, blah. And so I just feel like those energies are, like, do not mesh at all. Um, So that's going to be really interesting. And then we also Saturn and Aquarius, which even though Saturn is technically one of the traditional rulers of Aquarius along with Uranus, um, Aquarius is also a sign that really likes to have their freedom and likes to be independent, just like Uranus. It's like that same type of energy. And I kind of feel like that Saturn mixed with the Aquarius is going to kind of squash some of that free-loving, free-spirited energy of Aquarius. And so I, I personally just intuitively feel like with these two things coming together, like we are going to see maybe some sort of restriction of freedom or less freedom in some way. How that's going to play out, I have no idea, but, um, I do feel that way. So, um, yeah, so, oh gosh, I have something interesting here. So I have a note that says, this is a rare occurrence, and the next one won't be until 2043, and I'm honestly, guys, the way I wrote these notes, I am not sure if that's referring to Taurus, or Uranus and Taurus specifically, or the Saturn and Uranus square, um, but either one of those, I guess it's a very rare thing, and it won't be till 2043. I kind of want to go with the Saturn and Uranus square is the rare occurrence, but I will have to double check on that, and let you guys know, um, which is another reason to follow me on Instagram because that is where I post a lot of this stuff. So, um, if there's anything I miss in a podcast and I decide something different later, I tend to post it on Instagram. So you can follow me at Whitney, the space switch. If you want to connect with me on there for more astrology and spiritual content. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we have this square happening. Um, the last time this happened was, 1999 to 2000, um, except it was opposite. So instead of Saturn being in Aquarius and Taurus being, or Uranus being in Taurus, we had um, Saturn in Taurus and Uranus in Aquarius. And uh, Michelle Perrin writes that when this happened, this is when we saw a really big square off with um, brick and mortar stores and like the internet. Like there was like a lot of stuff going on back then where 
brick and mortar stores really thought that they were going to be put out of business by the internet. And I definitely could see how we would see a lot of that coming up now with the pandemic because a lot of small businesses and brick and mortars are really struggling to stay in business. So I think we're going to see a lot of that again, possibly in 2021, but it might also play out as something totally different. So it's really interesting to see that. Um, we're also going to see a lot of rapid changes, a lot of outdated structures, according to Michelle Perrin. Um, a lot of these outdated structures are going to be taken away. And when I was writing these notes, the, the phrase, a clean slate was popped into my head. Um, and so I wrote that down because I feel like this energy is almost going to be like a clean slate for all of us. Even though these changes might, you know, be different or uncomfortable for us. But clean sight, that was like something I kept hearing while I was writing these notes. So yeah, it's like anything that just seems outdated or something that just seems like it's not going to work for us anymore is going to be kind of like wiped out. Um, and maybe not wiped out to that extreme, but it's going to start to sort of fade away. Um, and then again, this is also tied in with more of that energy that... Michelle Perrin was talking about in the last section where, again, it's going to be less about the individual and more about the collective. Um, and she, <clears throat> this is where, like, I was reading this and I kind of laughed because uh, I thought it was really funny how Michelle Perrin writes that um, when she's talking about, you know, how things are going to be more about the less, uh, more about the collective and less about the individual, she writes almost word for word, um, will it be the... Sorry, she she writes, will it be group freedom or culty authoritarianism? And then she writes, either way, the memes will be dank. And I just, I love that she kind of threw that in there. Because, um, you know, it's like, at least, you know, the world may be ending, but at least we have memes, right? So, and I think that's meant something we've kind of all have kind of dealt with in 2020, where we've just been, you know, checking out memes and stuff to kind of just collectively get through everything going on. But... Anyways, um, and then she also writes how Jupiter and Aquarius, with this happening, we're going to see um, more free and open internet potentially. So a lot of restrictions that we may have seen with the internet um, may be kind of going away and we might have like more freedom in that sense. She also says that there's going to be a lot of alternatives to big social media platforms popping up. Um, so a lot more open source programs might come out and just a lot of like big alternatives to things like Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So I'm actually really curious to see what sort of new innovations and like new tech technological things come out of this. Um, you know, it's, it's cool because like I said, even though some of this stuff may sound like it's, you know, bad, um, I think there's also a lot of good stuff that's going to come out, come out of this. Ugh, excuse me. It's going to come out of this as well. Um, you know, like, I'm excited to see what sort of new technology pops up. I'm excited for, like, these new inventions. Um, and, you know, anything challenging that we go through, like, it's all just a lesson that we all need to learn, whether that's collectively or individually. It's just going to make us stronger in the end, hopefully. Um, and it's all happening for a reason. Like, the planets are always moving around and doing things, and... Everything is cyclical, you guys. Like, this is just another cycle. Um, nothing is forever. Nothing is, um, you know, permanent in this life. Like, that's one of the things that is a promise. Like, nothing does, la like, nothing lasts forever. Even though things can last a long time or it might feel like it lasts forever, 
um, you know, everything is sort of impermanent in a way. So keep that in mind as you go through this year and just trust that, you know, everything is happening exactly as it should. And you can even use that as like a mantra and just tell yourself that things are working out exactly as they are. And hopefully it'll bring you a little bit of calm. Um, in fact, you know, that's going to be the affirmation for, for this week's podcast episode. Um, you know, I trust that everything out, everything is working out exactly as it should. And you can write that on a sticky note. You can put it on your phone background. You can say it out loud to yourself 10 times. Um, you know, put it somewhere where you'll see it a lot and, you know, make it, make it a mantra for this year to sort of help you just, you know, chill and surrender and trust that everything is already working out for you. So that is all I have really for the astrology stuff that is going on this year. I do want to quickly mention because I, completely forgot about this until I saw something that reminded me of it. There is actually um, a Mercury retrograde that is about to happen on, I think, January 30th um, of, yes, this month, this January, we have Mercury retrograde coming up. So be aware of that um, because, you know, Mercury retrogrades, they can be a doozy. And if you want to know more about Mercury retrograde, just go to my podcast page on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening And you might want to go back to a couple episodes where I have an episode titled The Do's and Don'ts of Mercury Retrograde because if you're new to all this and you don't understand what Mercury Retrograde is or how to work with it, um, which is a big thing that I teach, um, check out that episode because I think you'll just find that it'll be really beneficial to you. And, you know, even if you know what Mercury Retrograde is, if you feel like you need a refresher, definitely feel free to go back and just listen to that episode. Um, and then really quick before I end this podcast episode, I'm going to, I'm going to pause this, um, and I'm going to take a moment to repull some cards for 2021. Um, and obviously I'm going to put it out there that the cards that came out last time are more than welcome to come back out. Um, but I'm just going to repull them and uh, let you guys know what's going on. And I also, in case you guys forgot, I'm saying repull because I did this once already um, a few days ago when I tried to record this episode. So it's not like I pulled the cards and like didn't like them and just decided to pull them again. Um, I just pulled them and I didn't think to write down like what they were or anything. So I'm just gonna take a moment to connect with my guides in the universe and ask them to bring forth the messages that we all need for this year. So yeah, I'll do that and then I will be right back. Okay, so I have about 10 cards that fell out of the deck here because when I do readings like this, I tend to just shuffle and I allow whatever falls out to sort of fall out. And it's kind of tricky sometimes because sometimes, especially when I'm working with decks that I use a lot, I can't always tell what messages are for me and what are for you guys. So um, I try to sort of tune in here and see what I felt was for you guys and what wasn't. Um, Some of these I'm still not sure about, so I'm just like, I'm going to give you guys the messages anyway because I'm trusting that no matter what, I'm sure that there is someone out there that is going to benefit from these messages. And also, I know 10 cards sounds like a lot, but I'm kind of glad that I have so many cards because looking at all of these cards together, it kind of just gives me more insight into what is going on. And yeah, so the first card that came out was what do you need to release waning moon. So I feel like for a lot of people, and this kind of ties into the clean slate thing that kept popping up in my head. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, like you're going to be focusing on, you know, releasing a lot of negativity from your life, 
um, like just really clearing out the crap and getting more clear on yourself and what you want and what you need. Um, that is a big thing that I'm seeing here. And then the second card that came out was a time for healing balsamic moon. So, um, I feel like no matter what goes on this year, like this is going to be a really good year for us to collectively take time to heal ourselves. Like I feel like with the first, you know, with 2020 and when all this pandemic stuff first started happening, I think a lot of us may have been so in shock, like with everything happening, or we may have been so stressed that even though we were isolated or alone, there wasn't really, there wasn't really that space to actually take time to work on our own healing and to heal ourselves. Um, you know, so I think that even if things change this year, if there happens to be another lockdown or just with the fact that collectively, like, we're all more isolated, um, even though some of that may be going into this year, um, I think that I just feel like a lot of you are going to be really taking this time to sort of go more within to heal. And I feel like especially with this card coupled with the what do you need to release card, um, what I've learned on my own journey is that in order to really get to the center of everything and in order to heal, um, I had to release a lot of crap. Like, I had to release a lot of anxiety and a lot of stuff that wasn't serving me and a lot of stuff that just was totally bogging me down before I could actually really get to the root of the situation and to actually start to work on my own healing even further. Um, you know, I had to get all these distractions and stuff out of the way and that's the thing. If your energy is going towards all this stuff that is making you feel either depressed or anxious, which I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having those feelings because they're natural human emotions that we all feel, um, you know, I'm not judging or shaming that at all, but um, it can be harder to really get to your inner core and the root of everything when you have that stuff taking your energy away, if that makes sense. Like, if you're giving your energy away to all this other stuff that's going on, it's going to be a lot harder to actually do the inner work and, you know, look at your own self and do that healing from a place of, like, calm and ease and peace. So, that is the first thing that, you know, those are the first couple things that I'm seeing. The other um, card that jumped out was expect powerful change, new moon eclipse. And, if you guys know, um, I've, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, eclipses are all about um, redirecting you and about, like, putting you on the right path. And so I'm really excited because I feel like everyone collectively and a lot of you guys listening, um, you guys are going to be redirected to your personal path. And with new moons, like, new moons are a new beginning. So there's something that some of you may be starting this year. It could be a business. Maybe you're starting a family or getting married or um, just starting some sort of new endeavor. And this is a good thing because it's, it's redirecting you and you're being put on the path that you're meant to be on. And... I'm just, I think this is so exciting. Like, I'm getting, like, butterflies in my stomach because um, this is just good energy, and I think the collective really needs this. Um, I think we all need it. Like, we're all just going to be raising our vibration by getting back on track and getting getting on our own path this year. So I love that. Um, and then in addition to that, we have, so I had both of my Aries cards come out, and um, I have a new moon in Aries, it's time to take action, and then we have full moon in Aries, a fiery climax approaches. So this is interesting because this is telling me there's going to be a really big emphasis on um, 
just channeling that cardinal Aries energy and getting stuff done and doing it fast and being efficient. And I'm not saying this to like, you know, rush anybody, but, um, oh, and I also feel like just randomly, because I think my spirit guides are sort of telling me this, um, I feel like if you're in Aries or if you have Aries, sun, moon, or rising, or it's predominant in your chart, um, this might be a really big year for you. I'm also seeing Aquarius. If you have um, Aquarius, sun, moon, or rising, or a lot of Aquarian energy, you might have a really big year ahead of you as well, because I just noticed I have the full moon Aries card and the new moon Aries card, and then I also have new moon Aquarius and full moon Aquarius here. So that alone is just telling me that Aquarius and Aries, like they're, I think there might be a lot of stuff going on for you guys this year. Um, and I also feel like if you guys have either of these signs in your chart, um, and even if you don't, if this message resonates with you, take it. Um, but I do feel like if you're an Aries or Aquarius, um, because there's the full moon and the new moon, I feel like you guys specifically, you're going to have something going on for you this year where one door closes and another door opens because full moon energy is the ending of something and new moon energy is the beginning of something. So, if something happens this year, like you guys get laid off or you lose your job or something like that, trust that it's going to be okay because I feel like you guys particularly, you're going to be redirected to a new and better job or maybe you'll start your own business or do something that's more in alignment for you. And I'm also seeing with these cards that um, if you're scared to take that first leap towards like a big dream of yours or a new business or something you really want to do, just know that... Um, you know, it's time to take action, channel that cardinal energy, like just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and with that being said, we also have full moon in Virgo here that says you are good enough. And so um, the combination of those cards, I feel like, you know, just know that you are good enough and you don't have to do everything perfect the first time around. You can just do stuff and go back and fix it later or um, improve things as you go or as you feel more comfortable. But the biggest step to doing anything is to just overcome that perfectionism, which I have a podcast that I might be posting soon about perfectionism. Um, so keep an eye out for that if you feel like you need it. But um, step away from that perfectionism and allow yourself to just start. Just do the thing. Obviously, wait until after Mercury retrograde's over um, because Mercury retrograde's a, a good time for planning. But um, yeah, like I said, just start and get started with that. Um, and then again, we have a fiery climax approaches. So like I said, there may be something in your life that is going to be ending this year. That's okay. Um, I want to bring some focus to this new moon in Aquarius card that says bring love into the situation. And this is just for anyone listening. I mean, all of this info is for anyone listening. There was definitely a few messages I feel like were coming through for Aries and Aquarius. But like I said, um, even if you don't have those signs in your chart or, you know, whatever, um, everything I'm saying, like if it resonates with you, take it because that that's a sign from the universe. Um, and that was a message that was meant for you if it resonates. So anyway, um, with bring love into the situation, new moon in Aquarius, um, this kind of reminds me of what I was saying earlier about there being a lot of stubbornness and a lot of people, um, kind of talking about like what's right and what's wrong. And I feel like with this card, um, like, you know, it's a reminder to bring love into the situations and to 
just remind you guys to sort of set your egos aside this year, even though we may be feeling stubborn or scared or some other emotion. Like, I, I think we need to take a step back and look at the people we're dealing with and kind of ask ourselves, like, okay, this person's acting this way and they seem angry or upset or they seem controlling, but, like, why are they coming off this way? You know, oftentimes when people come off a certain way, like, if they're angry or controlling, like, they may just be you know, underneath it all, they may actually just be really anxious. They might be as scared as you are. So I feel like this card is sort of urging us to be more loving towards others others this year and to just know and accept that they are also dealing with the same types of intense emotions that we're all dealing with. And we just have to kind of remember to be kind and compassionate towards those people and to show them that kindness and that compassion in whatever way that we can. And then we also have um, Full Moon in Aquarius, Show the World the Real You. And so, again, I feel like this all ties in with, like, starting something new. Like, if you're starting something new this year, like, maybe some of you are um, wanting to, like, put out your own podcast or maybe some of you are wanting to um, – what's the word, uh, like do a YouTube channel or something like that, or you just want to take the leap and start that new business. Um, all of that can be so scary, you guys. Like, you know, I think that we get a lot of fear around this and there's a lot of perfectionism. And I feel like this card is just reminding people that it's okay to be your authentic self and to show people your imperfections. Because here's the thing, something that I learned recently is that, um, your imperfections are kind of what make you you and it makes you unique. And when we focus on perfectionism, it kind of blocks us from being authentic. And I was actually listening to another podcast recently where they were talking about how the biggest thing that makes people not like other people is being authentic. And I think, you know, again, there's like this kind of tie-in with perfectionism and wanting to appear perfect. And, um, it's just a reminder to remember that your imperfections are what make you you. They make you unique. They make you human because no human is perfect. And if we were all these like glossy, perfect robots that never did anything wrong, um, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be who we are. We wouldn't be human. So I feel like with this card, it's just reminding you to lean into your own humanness this year in whatever you're doing. And again, I feel like in a way, like, I'm getting this nudge that, like, it is part of, like, starting a new business or starting a new project or just taking a leap and doing something new. Um, but even aside from that, um, even if you're not doing any of those things, I really just feel like this is um, just urging you to lean into your authenticity. Like, it's okay to admit that you're not okay and to ask for help and to... Um, just really kind of put your ego aside. And I feel like that's what both of these Aquarius cards are kind of sort of sort of reminding us of is to kind of like, you know, put, put, put your ego aside and out of the way for a bit and just realize that you are a perfectly flawed human being and that's okay. And it's okay to show kindness and compassion to other people. Um, also, something I'm getting with these Aquarius cards is that um, – by leaning into these things that I'm talking about with these Aquarius cards, so, like, bringing love into the situation and showing kindness and compassion for others, and also, like, showing the world the real you and being authentic and leaning into those imperfections, um, my guides are kind of telling me that, like, um, or my intuition is telling me, so I don't sound totally crazy, but um, what I'm getting with these two cards here is that by leaning into these two energies, um, that's going to be one way that we all feel more connected this year by being authentic and showing our flaws and loving other people and showing that kindness to others. 
Um, so even though we may be isolated this year, like we were in most of 2021, um, you know, I feel like leaning into these things, it's going to actually help make us all feel more connected because Aquarius is all about community. It's the water bearer. It wants, you know, to help the greater good. And so when I see these, I feel like leaning into these themes are going to help us all collectively and help us to feel less isolated, less alone. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a really good thing for us to practice being a bit more vulnerable this year because I just have this feeling that, um, 2021 is still going to be a little bit tough, unfortunately, but there are ways that we can work through that. And I think a lot of healing is going to come from that. So um, that's something I'm seeing. The last thing that I want to talk about, or the last card that I have here that I want to talk about is, um, well, first I want to just backtrack again and just reiterate that with this full moon in Virgo card that says you are good enough and tying that in with the Aquarius themes that I was sort of mentioning Again, I just want to remind you that you are good enough. And I think self-acceptance is a big thing that we need to remember this year. And just knowing that, like, you know, we have so much to offer. We have so much value um, with the Virgo energy here, too. Like, Virgos are all about being of service to other people. And I feel like with this card, we really just need to remember, um, you know, that you know, you can do the thing, things that you want to do. You can be helpful. You can be of service. If you have something that you're really passionate about getting out there to people, um, it's okay to, um, what's the word? Like, it's okay. Like, just know that you are good enough. You are good enough to put yourself out there and to help others. You are not lacking anything. You have so much to offer. And again, you are whole and complete and wonderful just as you are. You are more than good enough. Um, you know, like you're not lacking anything. Like you can always help others. You don't need anything extra outside of yourself. Um, it's all within you and you have all the tools and qualities and capabilities to help you do that. Okay. So, um, I just quickly wanted to talk about that Virgo card some more. And I I also feel like too, since it's full moon Virgo, some of you may be putting a stop to, um, like, if you feel like you're overgiving to others and doing too much service for others, I'm also seeing that some of you may, um, what's the word? Some of you may be actually putting up boundaries so that you're not giving yourself away as much to others this year. Um, you're going to kind of put an end to that stuff and you're going to focus more on you. That's another thing that I'm quickly just getting. And then lastly, we have New Moon and Gemini. Communication is key. So, um... Yeah, I think with this card, a lot of us are going to be doing a lot more communication this year. Um, and again, this ties in with like what I said about all this fixed energy. Like, if you guys are dealing with a lot of stubborn people and you're getting a lot of conflicts, I'm feeling like we need to lean into actually having sit-down conversations with people and really just getting to the nitty-gritty of what's going on. Because I'm feeling like with this card, you're going to find a lot of relief by actually having the conversations And again, just like seeing like what's that underlying thing beneath the surface that's going on with this person. And we're not going to know that unless we actually sit down and communicate. Gemini is a sign of communication. So, um, and with that new moon energy and new start, I feel like a lot of us are going to be initiating a lot more conversations in 2021. And I feel like initiating that is going to be, um, a really good start to, to actually kind of resolving any conflict that comes up this year. So keep that in mind. Um, I'm actually just about out of time. My phone doesn't let me record things for as long as I want. I only have like 90 minutes on here. So um, 
which I mean, I'm at almost 50 minutes, which isn't too, too bad, but I still want to, I don't want this to be too long of a podcast, but, um, yeah, that is all I'm getting for you guys. I hope this episode was helpful. Um, I hope you all have an amazing 2021. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if anyone's interested in purchasing a natal chart reading from me, you can either email me at spacewitchreadings at gmail.com or you can check out my Etsy shop. Um, I'm going to be offering a 10% discount for the rest of forever. As long as I know, I was doing a 20% discount, but I will now be offering a 10% discount um, year-round for all of my listeners just as a way to say thank you because I love you guys and I appreciate your support. And um, I will put the code for that in the show notes once I actually go and make it after I'm done recording this. Um, and like I said, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Whitney the Space Witch. If you want to connect more with me, feel free to reach out and say hi. I love connecting with you guys. And yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Um, I hope you all have an amazing 2021. I love you guys. Don't forget, you were so much more than your sun sign, and I will catch you here next week on the Space Witch Podcast.